Happy Friday, sister friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are continuing with part two of our conversation with Susan Fleming. If you remember, Susan is a co-author of a number one bestseller, Just Say No, 14 Transformational Keys to Set Healthy Boundaries in Business and Relationships. She's the founder and CEO of Heaven to Earth LLC, and she works to equip leaders to multiply life without burning out in the process. And today we're continuing our conversation around what it means to function from a place of God's rest and in partnership with Him, rather than with a mindset of performance and hustle and grind. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Making the 12-inch journey from here, my head to my heart, took me the better part of 49 years to actually like feel and walk with that, what that really means and the freedom that comes that's so inexplicable. I mean, yeah, yeah, Mm. it's just, it's hard to explain, but you just want every single person to feel that and Mm -hmm. experience it. And you never, ever, ever, ever want to go back to not feeling it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It almost becomes terrifying because I like, I know my patterns in history of, you know, having periods in my life where usually it's been, you know, kind of some, you know, I've had three things that were major, like 10 years ago, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. When my daughter graduated from high school for whatever, that was really hard. And then COVID and leading through COVID work. So it was kind of these big things that, oh, poof, Tanya, you don't have control. And now desperately I'm seeking the Lord. And then you feel when you finally surrender and you feel that peace and that presence. I also know that I, you know, have periods of getting complacent and getting more distant. And this time I feel like I just don't ever want to do that. I don't want to make that mistake again. I want to live with, live in the freedom that comes with walking in the spirit. Sorry, that was a lot of words, but when you <laughs> no, said all that, that I'm just, I just like can feel the energy. I get so excited because yeah. I know what you're saying and I just want more of it. And I yeah. want more people to feel that. Well, it, it's, it's like you said, it's about control. 
Mm-hmm. Right. We want the control. We want to have the control of everything all the time. <laughs> yes. You know, I was such a micromanager, right? Yes. I was constantly just like we like we were saying at the beginning as a mom, like you get programmed to like, I've got to plan all the things for everybody right. in the house. Right. And you just kind of get in that mode of micromanaging or if you're at the office and you're over people, you know, yes. it's, it's hard to just take your hands off of it and yes. say, I'm going to trust you to do your job mm-hmm. or I'm going to trust you to do what I've asked you to do. Right. And so that's a lot of what it is, even with God. Right. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to trust that you're actually going to do what you have said you're going to do. Right. And that is really, really hard. Yes. Because we do a lot of yes, but, but you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. well, but hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're or you'll do it, you know, let him have a few things. But yeah. then you're like, oh, but I'm going to keep this one over here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So tell me how that's looked for you, how you function in your business depending on entrusting God and functioning from God's rest, how does that look different than it looked when you, like when you said you kind of slid off the bed and you know how you were functioning then when you just were like, I can't do it this way anymore. Yeah. So I was just following everybody else. Yeah. Right. Like whoever was hot at the moment, I'm going to go do what she says to do. I'm going to try it her way. And then somebody else would pop up and, oh, well, this really isn't working. So I'm going to go try this thing over here. And it was just constant trying to figure things out for myself, trying to do all the things, trying to, you know, be everywhere, posting online everywhere, getting on all the podcasts and doing all the summits and whatever, you know, like just trying to be everywhere all the time time. to be visible in front of people. Yes. And through that process of him showing me that's performance. And instead of looking at everybody else, I just want you to look at me, Mm -hmm. right? Seek first the kingdom. We keep, he brings me back to that a lot. (laughs) And so you start filtering decisions through, is this a good thing, a better thing or a God thing? Oh, yeah. Right. Like you, so when you, when you ask yourself that question or you ask him that question and you go and you say, Lord, is this the best thing for me right now? Is this something I need to do? Right. Then it's a whole lot easier when you have an opportunity to do something, it's easier to make that decision and say yes or no. Right. Right. You don't feel that pressure to say yes to everything. Right. Right. And I was saying yes to everything because I didn't want to let anybody down. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I didn't want to, I didn't want it to appear that I couldn't do everything on my own. Right. You don't want to miss a potential opportunity or yeah. yeah. FOMO, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So it looks very different now. Um, Every morning I start the day with the Lord. We spend some time together. And then at some point I'll get at my calendar and say, this is what I have on here today. Is there anything that needs to come off? Is there anything Mm -hmm. that needs to go on? Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know that he's ever added anything. <laughs> well, that's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's usually like take stuff off and I'll be like, but really, I, I want to work on that today, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But he's so 
just just slowly just stripping things away and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a harsh word because it doesn't feel like a pulling right because when we keep our hands open it Mm -hmm. goes easy so it's that surrendering keeping your hands open and saying Lord what do you want to do with this today Mm -hmm. right and if he wants to take it then it's not a hard thing to let go of because your hands are already open so it's really been learning when he takes stuff off my calendar there's a reason and I can trust Mm -hmm. that he is doing the very best for me yes so so how has that discernment matured so because when I think about myself and a lot of people I know, we're so, you know, in our performance-driven minds, we're so in our own head and controlling and problem-solving and figuring it out that there's so much noise in our head, at least at first. I think it's it's difficult for us to hear God. Or So when you say, God took this off my calendar or God, how has that evolved how do you know God's taking it off your calendar? I don't know if I'm making sense, but essentially how have you come to better discern what is God adding or taking away? And, and has it been a progression just with practice? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. 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 There's definitely a, a progression um, because you're learning. Yeah. You're learning and and he gives you grace for that. And opportunities to practice that. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was um, getting more information about the prophetic and how God speaks, you know, because I think, um, I think kind of the general idea of the prophetic is that you're going to have visions or you're going to hear something. Um, For me, it's more of a knowing. Mm. Yeah. Like an intuitive sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a knowing um, and I have peace. Like it's, yes. it's just a peace that you're like, that's gotta be God. Cause that doesn't feel natural, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's been learning about the prophetic, learning different ways that he speaks and knowing that everybody can hear from him. So even when I'm yes. saying here, it may not be an audible hearing, right? You know, like it could be, there have been times where, um, I went through, well, let me back up. So I went through this activation where um, <clears throat> I was opening all of my senses. Mm. So one by one, I went through and was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I, I activate my sense of smell. Will you, you know, allow me to smell something that's not in the room? Really? Oh, yeah. this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> And so I went through all the different senses, right? And so like, can I, can I taste something? Will you allow me, you know, I want to activate that. Can I taste something that I know I haven't eaten today? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, so doing different things like that helped me to kind of figure out which one of those is the strongest, Mm. which one of my senses, was it easier Mm -hmm. to kind of hear or, Mm -hmm. you know, quote here? Um, Because I've never... I can't say that I've ever actually heard God. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just, right. It, there's it's a, a knowing. Feeling. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. For some people there's feeling, um, there could be like, I can feel, uh, the atmosphere, 
when I walk yes. into a room, I can yes. feel it. I can yes. tell you what's about to go down, good or bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and it's kind of like, ooh, do I want to go in there today? Um, so that's interesting when you, you know, when you're working in an office. But um, yeah, so it was just kind of going through different prophetic activations and seeing like, where am I strong and what do I need to develop? Mm-hmm. So that's, that was kind of the process I went through. Is that, does that answer your question? It does. It's very intriguing. So I'll probably be doing more research for me. Yeah. It's, I guess it's that the, the knowing is a better word. I like that you use that knowing, you know, I want to say feeling, but it really is knowing feels like a better word. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about, I mean, I get myself all confused because I let my own voice and probably the enemy's voice creep in where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, I just have this knowing or this pull, mm-hmm. you know, and I think God's yeah. persistent too. Sometimes it's like, okay, you're not listening too well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it becomes unavoidable. Like, okay, no, mm-hmm. this is recurring, but it's this gut sort of pulling knowing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I just am it's like I get so hungry to have that become clearer and clearer and clearer you know what I'm saying yeah where yeah. and it's just practice it's really yeah. that simple just asking him different things and just noticing you know if you can get um in a quiet place because typically when you're first starting you want to be somewhere quiet where you can be intentionally you know, practicing. And then the more you do it, you can do it easier and you can do it in crowded places and it's not, you know, a big deal. You get used to it. But initially just, again, going back to just being with him, mm-hmm. you know, and even asking him, will you show me different things about myself? Or will you show me like, how are you, how are you speaking to me the most? You know, what should I be looking out for? And then just notice. You know, do you feel something in your body or do you smell something or like, you know, what happens when you ask those questions? And I think so often we just, we tune that stuff out. Yeah. We don't stop long enough to notice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of noticing for sure in the beginning Mm -hmm. (laughs) have to be really intentional about it, but it's just practicing those things. So have you experienced, tell me this, like. Have you experienced this at all as you've grown and gone along this journey for yourself of moving more toward functioning from a place of God's rest and partnership and, you know, not wearing the badge of busy? Have you experienced where other people in your life just aren't on the same journey or they're certainly in a different place? And how do you. How do you handle that you know what I mean with kind of grace and love I struggle sometimes when you're really on a different path or a different place and you so badly want especially those closest to you and that you deeply deeply love you want them to experience something different than they're experiencing and they are maybe going way more down the performance road all the time yeah and you don't want to be like well the you know I think you really need to you know you don't want to shut people down how have you handled that whether it's in your marriage or friends family whomever have you encountered that and how have you handled it yeah so there's layers to that yeah right so when we get in those situations 
first of all, just asking yourself, why is this important to me? Mm-hmm. Is it really about me or is it about the other person? Right. Yeah. Your intention. Yeah. Right. Like, cause I think so many times we're like, we want to change other people and they're like, they don't want to, mm-hmm. you know? And so then you have to come back to yourself and go, why is it so important to me that that person behave differently or whatever it is? And so looking at your motives, right? Is there um, people pleasing going on? Are you trying to, you know, is it something in you that needs work that yes. is reflecting in that other person, <laughs> right? And we we deflect that and we're like, no, let me focus on you. And, and there's really stuff going on with us. So I think there's definitely layers to that. Um, I can think of times with my husband where, I've had those hard conversations and then realized, oh, this is really about me. Like I'm trying to take control back here. (laughs) Well, I think in my case, it's more like because of, I guess maybe I'm thinking of it more that there's maybe more an expectation on their part toward performance, like that it's a judgment on if on me, if I'm not seeking that, you know, do what I'm saying. Like, um, well, let's just take husband since we're talking. Okay. My husband is very driven, <laughs> performance driven, like, you know, a 40 hour week is a part time job sort of mm. person. And yeah. I want him to I don't he doesn't slow down long enough to realize. That he's not getting more joy from functioning from that place, but I, he mm. knows nothing different and he almost he almost has a judgment toward others who don't have a, the same mindset. So then when you're on a different path and you're starting to realize uh, I God values work and he created us to work. I believe that. However, it's not, he, he also created us to rest in him. So then kind of communicating that, or I guess have that being seen as, and maybe that I guess that is people pleasing. If I'm feeling like, well, okay, he's he's just gonna see me as lazy if I'm starting to set boundaries around my rest time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just it's seen as yeah. well, I'm not helping enough. I'm not helping enough. So then it says something yeah. about me more so than him. So yeah, sorry, I'm now like <laughs> now you're giving now you're I'm just letting you process. I'm, yeah, see, I'm verbally <laughs> processing. I think that's been the hardest part, is I think. Mm. Mostly I want him to experience something different because I know what it feels like to actually yeah. function a little bit differently. Yeah. But also <laughs> I, I I want it to be okay for me to stay on the path that I'm on. Yeah. And not feel like I'm somehow failing him, I think, as a wife or because yeah. his expectations are very different in terms of what he values from a work yeah. performance perspective. Yeah. So you can have a conversation with him that just gets clear on expectations. Yeah. Right. What are your expectations of me within the household? Mm -hmm. And just see what he says. Because a lot of times when we ask people that question, they're really not expecting us to do all the things that we do. Yeah. Well, (laughs) true. Yeah. How much do we put on ourselves? Right. We put it on ourselves. And it's very eye opening when you actually ask somebody and they're like, I don't expect you to do that. Yeah. Why would you think that? <laughs> yeah, true. So, Good point. Yeah, you could have that conversation um, for sure. 
But the other thing I would say is, you know, God just in that moment, in that encounter of seeing him as my husband, it shifted something in me to where I was able to just release my husband Mm. and expectations that I had put on him that I didn't realize. Sure. You know, that there were needs I was expecting him to meet that he just can't, you know? And so getting into that place of I'm going to God first. Yes. I'm going to him to, to meet all the needs first. My husband is a bonus. Yes. Right. So if he chooses to do something different than what I'm doing, I don't feel any kind of that anymore. Like that's on him, right? Yeah. Like he's not my responsibility. I'm responsible for me. That's it. I can't change anybody else. So right. there were some conversations that happened initially. And like I said, I realized it was more about me than him. <laughs> and, um, and once that happened then it was easy for me to go, okay, God, he's yours. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm going to trust that you, you're going to show him the way. Yes. Um, you'll use what you use to get his attention. Maybe that's me. Maybe it's something else. Right. right. You know, and I can say that just in him seeing changes I've made, he started asking questions, mm. you know? So yeah, a lot of times things can change without us even saying anything. Right. And really praying over it. Like I thought of that. Mm-hmm. There's a book, The Praying Wife, where, you know, lately that's more been the, okay, obviously, God, I, I can't change. Like you said, I can't change anyone other than, you know, me. And, yeah. you know, he's capable of immeasurably, immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. So it's more, mm. like you said, that's a beautiful way to say it, releasing him to the Lord. You know, I can't, I have to allow him to be on God's timeline and whatever work, but mm. certainly can be praying. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, you just want that peace. You just want that peace for other people, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, just the. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, when you feel that freedom, yeah, you want everybody to know what that feels like. Yes. Cause it's so different and it does. It's, I mean, that's why my, that's my whole message. Wherever mm-hmm. I go, whatever I speak about, it's I'm talking about rest because I think everybody on the planet needs to know, right? I've become so passionate about it because I've lived it. I've yes. experienced it, right? It's not something I read about in a book and I'm like, oh, well, go teach on that. You can't teach it, no. right? You have to experience God in a different way to right. understand what his rest feels like. Right. Well, and then that's where that, I think I didn't finish my sentence before, but that idea of we get it backwards in terms of functioning, like we need to be pleasing. We need to please God when really, like you said, we need to receive, receive his love, receive that identity that we have in him. And when you truly receive it and fill that cup first, when he does, I should say, then it's a natural desire to be pleasing because of, instead of trying to earn it, yeah. you know, it flip receive first and yeah. only from that place can you truly give it. And you just yeah. want to, you, you know, you, you feel less and less comfortable being, you know, living in the flesh or mm-hmm. yeah, just, 
it just feels more aversive to not live in a way that seeks to build relationship or seeks to yeah. be pleasing to him really more from yeah. what's coming from the inside out. Yeah. Cause it's no longer about obligation, right? You're doing it because you want to do it. You're doing right. things for him because you love him and you know right. how much he loves you. Whereas before for me, it was absolutely about obligation. I was trying to check off a list. I read my yes. Bible today, check. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, I pray today, check. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it was, that's what it was. It was obligation because I thought he's going to be mad at me if I don't do these things, right? Yes. Like, that's what I've been told in church. This is how you be a good daughter. You do yes. X, Y, Z. And if you don't, well, then yes. you're just, you're not going to get the blessing. And that's just mm. not how it works. Right. You know, would you do that to your kids? No, no, yeah. right? Like, and that's another thing. For but me. in a like, way, we do because of how we live. You know, like I think yeah. now I have so many regrets about having functioned mm-hmm. and lived that way for so long and lived out of you know fear. I've let fear, you know, just be too much a part of my life and that achievement performance base. And now I just want to rewind things. Like, oh, I I don't want my kids to. You know, I see some of those patterns already, especially in my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I just want to sort of rewind it and say, oh, gosh, I've just learned so much. I wish I would have done it differently for her to see something different mm-hmm. when she was growing up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's not too late. No, it's, it's never too late. Right. No. We can always talk to our kids no matter how old they get. They will always be our kids. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and we can share. I've been able to share with mine and it's been the biggest blessing, you know, when my 16 year old comes to me and he says, mom, like there's just something different. Something has happened, you know, wonderful. Well, that makes me want to cry. Like that's the biggest. It does. It does. And, you know, so that opens the door. Yeah. For questions and for conversation and for let me, you know, let me tell you about the God I know now, you know, yes. and, and being able to, I've gone back and apologized for things, yes. you know, that they probably don't even remember. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they say they don't remember. Um, but, you know, knowing what I know about psychology, I'm like, it's, it's stored somewhere in your body. So we're going to address it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, just being able to, to do that, to apologize and explain, but this is what I know now and teaching them things that they can do different because that is, I mean, yes, my, my oldest is very much an elder child, very much that type a do all the things. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I can just see it in him. I can see myself and I'm like, okay, we're going to cut this off. <laughs> we're going to stop this. Yeah. So it's, it's been such a blessing to just be able to go back to him and have that conversation of like, mm-hmm the grades just aren't that important. You know, like he was, he's putting so much pressure on himself to have all A's and do the things. I'm like, that's just performance. Mm -hmm. It's performance. I'm not grading you. I just want you to do the best you can do. If that's an A, fine. If that's a C, fine. You know, and he's like, what? I can't make a C, you know? know. (laughs) It was devastating the first time my daughter got a B. (laughs) I mean, even for us, that's the thing is like, we're sort of like, oh, uh, yeah, I didn't get any B's. Like I, I yeah. struggle like, Lord, how do I, because I believe, like you said, if they're capable of an A, they should strive for an A. And I, st- you know what I mean? We should, yeah. 
we yeah. should use the gifts we're blessed with, but with the right mindset and for the right mm -hmm. reason, like you said, it isn't about, yeah. I mean, your world shouldn't yeah. fall apart if you get it right. B plus, and if you know, right. you did yeah. your best, that's yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it's just been totally different. It's, it's changed my business, my marriage, my parenting, like really probably every relationship. Yeah. You know, whether it's family or friends or whatever, it's, I'm just, I'm a different person yeah. and, and they notice and, you know, that opens the door for me to share what God's like they, done. If, when they want what you have, like yeah. that's the biggest, yeah. biggest and best way to sort of witness to. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's the gospel. Happens. Right. Like, exactly. It's, it's that simple. God loves you. Like, right. but this is how you can actually experience it. Right. And not right. just have it as head knowledge. Right. You know, let me walk you through this and we'll, you know, do that exercise of just being with him, just sitting there. And it's, it's amazing every single time. It's so amazing because he never does. I've never seen him do the same thing twice. Really? Like with each and he never episode. leaves it empty. Like okay, God, no. just to show up today. Like he always gives you something. Yeah, and it's and it's so just spot on to whatever that person needs in that moment. I mean, it's oh. just perfect every time. He's so gracious and loving, and it's just like you said. Like I want everybody to experience this. So yes. There's something practical for y'all to take away today to spend some time with the Lord. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, so So to the woman that doesn't know where to start, you would say, just start by just being quiet mm -hmm. with the Lord. Just be. Just be. And even if it's 10 seconds, right, it'll grow. It'll right. grow because he will show up for you in the exact way that you need it. Yeah. I, I just would keep reiterating you know, that he loves you yeah. and being able to experience that is so very different. If you'll just take a minute out of your day today to mm -hmm. just stop and just be still and quiet with him. And, you, you know, you may not make it a whole minute and that's totally fine, right. <laughs> but do Let's what, what he can. does in that minute. Yeah. Yeah. Just start where you're at. That's the beauty of it. There's no there's no shame or condemnation in like, Oh, I can't sit here quiet for 30 minutes. You know, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I promise. <laughs> He's just happy that you're trying. So if it's yeah. five seconds, go for it. <laughs> yes. I love that. So where can our listeners find you? They want to hear more of Susan. Where can they go? Yeah. So my, my website is heaven to earth, LLC.com. And that's pretty much the hub for everything. You can find my book there. My YouTube channel is there. My podcast is there. Um, the YouTube channel and the podcast both have the same name. It's faith first business. Okay. So you can um, look that up or like I said, everything is there on the, the main website. I try to keep everything in one place so you can yeah. find all the links to everything there wonderful well I thank you so so much for joining me today and having this conversation and thank you for your grace when I start to go down the help me with my husband <laughs> road no. I'll have to listen back maybe I need to edit that out he doesn't listen anyway I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> somebody needs that somebody yeah. needs that I believe it because we're all dealing with our husbands <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah, amen to that. God's got jokes. That's all I have to say That's about right. that topic. <laughs> That's right. He does. <laughs> Susan, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a just beautiful conversation. It's been so nice to just talk and get to know you and and be here and, and serve your audience. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.